my own. Good to go. Okay. Good morning, everyone. That wasn't bad. Good morning, everyone. Very welcome to Crescent Church this morning, uh, all who've come along. It's great to see everybody here. We have a very special service this, this morning, and I'm delighted to see some visitors, friends and family of the special people uh, that we'll be getting to in just a wee moment. So it's lovely to have you with us, join with us here this morning. Thank you for coming uh, to Crescent. I hope you feel comfortable. I hope you feel uh, welcomed and uh, you know, we trust that God will bless our time together as we uh, give thanks to God and as we offer up our praise and worship to Him. We're going to start our service with um, how deep the Father's love for us, 157 in the hymn book. The, last, the middle verse says this, Behold the man upon a cross, my sin upon his shoulders. Ashamed I hear my mocking voice call out among the scoffers. It was my sin that held him there until it was accomplished. His dying breath has brought me life. I know that it is finished. In our first service this morning, we were considering the Lord Jesus as a good shepherd who uh, gave us life and what it does to have life to the full. So we'll stand together and we'll praise and worship him with the words of how deep the Father's love for us. We'll stand after the introduction.
Thank you. Now, as I said, it's a very special service uh, this morning. We're having a child dedication service and two uh, young children and their parents are going to dedicate them to the Lord. So um, John Kennedy is going to open our service uh, with a word of prayer. John. Good morning. Um, shall we pray? Our Heavenly Father, we come to speak with you now through the name of your Son, the Lord Jesus. It is through his death and his burial and resurrection that we have confidence to approach your holy throne. On this joyous occasion of the dedication of Talia and James, we take time to thank you for the many blessings that we enjoy in this part of the world. Not least the privilege to worship you, to read the Bible and to learn how that Jesus the author and sustainer of all things, put on skin and lived in this earth, became obedient to death, even death on the cross, all for our sake. We pray now that this freedom and privilege will continue unhindered, that Talia and James and others of their generation will grow up in the nurture of biblical teaching and come to know Jesus personally early in life. We're also mindful this morning that many families across the world are suffering, intolerable suffering, because of war and other crises. We pray earnestly that you will intervene so that this suffering is alleviated and peace is restored. As we now proceed with our worship and the dedication and teaching, I pray that our hearts will be warmed, that your son will be honored, that our commitment to serve you and to bring up our families in the nurture of your grace and in your mercy will be strengthened. If someone here this morning has yet to come to know Jesus personally and accept your offer of forgiveness and begin a personal relationship with our Heavenly Father, we pray sincerely that this will be the day that they make this step. We now commend the remainder of this service into your hands and ask for your blessings upon all the families associated, particularly of those of Talia and James. In his name, amen. Thank you, John. Now, bear with me. We're going to just run through a few announcements. Um, what's happening So this evening? Yep, this evening we have Danny Crooks again continuing our series in Exodus, and his title for uh, the service this evening is Escaping the Power of Sin. That's at 7 o'clock uh, this evening. Then on Tuesday, the ladies' Bible studies are starting, 30 days on the gospel. That's at half seven on, Thursday, on Tuesday evening, the 27th. Hands up anybody here in Crescent who is involved in youth work. Jason Donson, get your hand up. No, seriously, I'm, it's, a, it's a show of hands. Yep, That's, there's more than five people. Okay. Well, we have a youth prayer meeting this Thursday. I expect you all to be there, okay, because I'm chairing that one as well. Um, so, youth prayer meeting this Thursday, please uh, make a special effort to come along. Special focus on CK and CK Plus and CY. That's our Sunday school and um, into the early teenager age and CY is our youth fellowship. So, please uh, make a point of coming along on Thursday evening, 8 o'clock for our youth prayer meeting. Next Sunday morning at 11, David Farrell is continuing our series in 1 Corinthians. His title is Testing a Leader's Work. And then next Sunday evening, 
is Tony Cullen, um, container series Nexus Bread from Heaven. There's a special event then, the, the World of the Bible in Mays Presbyterian in Lisburn um, on Saturday the 16th. Um, it's an all day, half nine to, to four o'clock, um, to help people deepen their understanding on how Scripture fits um, in today's world. So early bird offer, 15 quid or 7.50 if you're a student. So get in early. We're running out of time. That's by the end of February. And finally, we're, pre- we're planning a, a baptismal service for the 24th of March. And if you're interested in baptism, there'll be um, an information evening on the Sunday evening, or next Sunday evening, uh, after the evening service. So if you're interested in that, please come along. Okay. Thank you for bearing with me with the uh, announcements. We're going to have a couple of kids' songs. I need some kids to get up and help. I've got some gullible leaders that are going to do some actions as well. There's actions to this song. I, I really, really, really don't know the actions to this song. Um, so I'm not even going to attempt. One of the, so it's Creator God and then Hey Jesus Loves Me. Um, the lyrics go, na na, na na, na na, na na, na na, na na. Sorry, they also said, I wish we could always see a Father's love for you and me. I wish we could understand the price that Jesus paid. I wish we could always see a Father's love for me. I wish we could understand the price that Jesus paid. I wish myself and the rest of us, we could all understand in full. So I'm going to ask some of the leaders and some of the kids to get up and help us with the actions. And we're going to sing, Creator God, and hey, Jesus loved me. And if you can follow the actions, brilliant. Go for it. Thank you, Amy and helper.
Fantastic, fantastic. I think the further back you went in the church, the less the actions were being done. Fair play to the visitors, I have to say, very impressed. <laughs> very impressed at your knowledge of the actions of uh, those songs. Thank you so much. Thank you to Amy and Alice and the boys and girls for, for helping with, with that. Um, it wouldn't have been good if it was just me. Okay. So now we're getting into the meat of the service, guys. We're here um, for two very special little ones uh, for a child dedication service. Um, what is a child dedication? It's the act of giving back to God the gift that he has given you. It's an act of worship, of thanksgiving, of dependence and trust, and it's an act of commitment. This child dedication service is an opportunity for the parents to make their commitment public before God and before their friends and family. It also reminds parents to depend on God and his resources, including the church family here, and friends to help nurture and grow their child. There's a scriptural basis for dedicating children. Let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Mark chapter 10. The practice of child dedication has been modeled throughout the Bible. Hannah brought her long-awaited son Samuel to the priest to dedicate the Lord. Mary and Joseph brought baby Jesus to the temple for dedication. And there are other examples. As Christian parents, 
They are acknowledging that their child is a gift from God, a divine blessing, that they are caretakers of this gift, and by His grace, they accept the responsibility for raising the child to know and to follow Jesus. It's important that we're clear that dedication in no way removes their need for individual and personal salvation. We recognize that salvation only comes to a child through personal trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. It is not passed on to a child through dedication. This is something James and Talia will need to do for themselves when they're old enough to understand that it's something they need to do. And it's something that we can pray for for them that they will do at an early age. We here at Crescent as their church family have a responsibility to encourage, support, pray, and to be Christian role models for these children. Norman, a wee bit later on, will develop this and, 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 and talk a little bit more about dedication. So I'm going to invite the families up onto the stage. We've got Mr. James McLaughlin, or Master James McLaughlin, with Mummy Lauren and Daddy Johnny. So if you guys come on up, and I'm going to get Talia and Duncan and Ashley to come up, and Elliot. So if you guys come up. Now, I've, I've gone with a sequence, so yeah, you guys just stand. You can, Lauren, you can have the mic. You, you nearly talk as much as Johnny. We'll see how it goes. Okay, so there's the ooh-ah picture. Fantastic name, okay. That, that's as big a font as I could get it in across the top of that picture. <laughs> James Robert Stephen McLaughlin, okay. And we have some details here. So, birthday coming up soon? Yes. Yep, yeah, 22nd of March. Weighing in at a mighty eight pounds. Very good. And then Lauren, Lauren's phone and spoons are the main play, play thing, are they? Do you like spoons? I love spoons. Yeah. So tell us a wee bit about James. Um, obviously, changes your life somewhat, first child. Just a bit. Just a bit. <laughs> yeah, it's kind mm-hmm. of a bit of a, a shock to the system, isn't it? So tell us a wee bit about James. What, what's, he, what's he into? What's he like doing? James is great. He's a big smiler, aren't you? He loves anything with a screen, um, particularly my phone. Um, loves a spoon. That's a pretty good entertainment source. Um, what else did I say? He's good at playing peekaboo. Yeah. He loves swimming and dancing. His favourite foods would be. We'll get to you, Tally. <laughs> your, your turn, son. His favourite food would be fruit and really just anything he can pick up the floor and get into his mouth <laughs> in a speedy way. <laughs> First child, usually it's Annabelle Carmel cookbook. You know, it's boiled carrots and stuff like that there, but yeah, he's eating off the floor already. That's, oh, yeah. That's, that's usually number three <laughs> child, to be honest with you. So that's fantastic. He's doing well and he's thriving. Um, so he's a, he's a fair bit in common with his dad, obviously, the hairstyle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Johnny made a big decision a, a, to look a, like any James. Any other paternal traits passed down? He is just as daddy, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yes. Just hands things off to Lauren, yeah. We swap. And Johnny, apart from, obviously, the sleepless nights and the, uh, the tiredness that lasts for many, many years, just to reassure you. Thank um, you. What else has been the, the most dramatic uh, thing with young James? Most dramatic thing? Um, I think for me, getting out for work without waking them, or in case I have to take some responsibility. So, oh, are you one of these fathers who just sneaks out in the morning as quietly as possible? As quietly as possible. Yeah. I've tried that; it doesn't work. Okay, <laughs> we're going to have to think of something else. Well, it's great to have you guys here. It's great that you want to uh, dedicate this young man to the Lord. So, thank you for being here this morning. It's great to see some friends and family here as well. First grandchild, is that right? First grandchild. Yeah, both sides. Look, both sides. Look how proud the grandparents are. It's just. 
Proudest punch. <laughs> it's fantastic. So first child, first grandchild, so very special young man. So brilliant. Now we're going to move on to Talia. <laughs> Duncan's disappointed I didn't actually show some of the other pictures that he sent, and Ashley's relieved I didn't put some of the pictures on. I had some great, great photos, but <laughs> they, weren't, they weren't cute enough. I mean, they're hideous, but that's why I sent them. So. Yes, a veil of decency was drawn as such. It was, um, you know, in case this is recorded. <laughs> so this is young Talia. Talia was born on the 24th, just two, day, two days after James. Yeah, well. And uh, now 3.1 kilos, I don't know what that means, so I had to convert it. So 6 pounds 13. And then we're going to expand on this. Oops, if I could press the right button. Oh, it's behind me. There we go. So uh, biting Bombay mixing stairs. That's what I was saying. <laughs> Share with us. Share what's going on there. Bombay mix. <laughs> yeah, we've been trying to keep her out, away from, you know, extra salt and sugar and recently discovered that the best way to keep her quiet for a few minutes while we packed was Bombay mix. Spicy Bombay mix. She loves it so much. She will eat anything. That, that, that on microphones, yeah. Yes. She will eat oh, anything. We'll use that one again. Okay. Anything, anything she will eat. And um, she's a cheeky little girl. She's so sweet and so happy and we love her. Brilliant. <laughs> she, d she doesn't eat what she's supposed to eat. Let's just yeah. clarify. She doesn't eat food. She eats like glass, oh. rocks, dirt, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Was that, was that passed down, Duncan? From yeah, it must be. Yeah. I don't remember. but <laughs> Fair enough. And how, Elliot? <laughs> I might not get up for a minute here, Elliot. So, Elliot, what do you think of your wee sister, Talia? Do you love her? Do you love her? Do you love Talia? Yeah. Yeah. Are you are you a good big brother? Yeah. Yeah. What does Talia do every day that's so cheeky? What does Talia like to do? What does she do? Does she climb the stairs? Does she eat things. Yeah. Yeah. Does she bite you? She yeah. does. Yeah. She likes biting. Yes. She, she loves biting. Yeah. I've uh, experienced that <laughs> from my own. Good. So big brother Elliot, very proud big brother. He's a great big brother. Yeah, he loves, loves to crawl with Talia. He'll Brilliant. crawl in front of her and lead, lead her along. So. Starting to play together and yeah. so on, which is fantastic. So you guys are getting pretty much packed up already off overseas to serve the Lord very soon? Yes, yeah, soon. Visa dependent, yeah. We're not packed yet, so we've got about a week until we hope to fly. Yeah. So if the visa comes, then... Um, and that, that's fairly easy with two kids and stuff running around. The yeah, place. no, it'll be difficult, but... Yeah. We'll get there. Very good. Yeah. We've got a, a lovely picture here of the two of them with uh, Dan. And you did say there has been a, a proposal of marriage already, is that right? They're holding hands. Yeah. They're holding hands. They're holding hands. But we have okay. some competition because hope is in the picture as well. So. so you saw it here first. Okay, watch the space. I was going to say 20 million. And a good number of years from now, you never know. You never know. Yeah. Great photos for the wedding. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Great, so it's lovely to have you guys here and uh, to have dedicate James and Talia. So I'm going to ask Tony if he would come up and pray with you guys now, okay? Uh, let's uh, pray together for these uh, two uh, families. Father, uh, what a privilege it is uh, to be here this morning and to bring uh, these children uh, before you in prayer. We remember that moment in Luke chapter 2 when Jesus himself was presented as a baby by his parents in the temple and how Simeon lifted Jesus in his arms and he declared that his eyes had seen the salvation of God. 
his eyes had seen the Saviour Jesus sent by God. Father, we want to give you thanks for Talia, for the joy that she has brought uh, to Duncan and Ashley and to her, to her big brother Elliot. Thank you for her wee character that we are starting to see develop. We pray particularly for her and the family as they leave us soon and move overseas, that you will bless them all. We pray that she will keep well and that she will continue to bring much joy to those around her. Help Duncan and Ashley and the wider family as they bring this little girl up. Give them patience and love. And we pray that when she is still young, she will put her trust in the Saviour of the world, the Lord Jesus Christ. Bless her wee life and lead her along good paths, we pray. We thank you for James and for Johnny and Lauren. Thank you for this family uh, who mean a lot to us at Crescent. We have seen James grow and develop uh, over recent months and witnessed his wee character and his smiles. We pray that you will watch over him, that you will bless Johnny and Lauren as they continue to care for him and love him deeply. Help them to teach him the truth about Jesus and we ask that he too will place his faith in Jesus when he is a young boy. We think of Johnny and Lauren's families and friends who are here with us this morning. We thank you for them and we ask that James will bring much joy to them and also to us here at Crescent. We know that you have good plans for James's life. So Lord, we thank you for this really special and important moment. We commit Talia and James into your loving care and we pray that you will help us as a church to support both families. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Tony. As a church, we commit to praying for these families, for Tally and James. Before you go, guys, um, uh, and uh, we pray that they too will put their trust in the Lord Jesus when they're young. Just a wee gift to mark the occasion of their dedication, guys. Okay, you got one of those the last time, okay? <laughs> you don't get the same one twice. Isn't that great? It takes Will Johnson to keep me right. <laughs> Thank you, folks. Oh, oh, Elliot, 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 Elliot. If you, if, you, if you don't like them, I do. You're welcome. Okay. Okay. We're going to uh, continue with our service with the... Uh, we're going to sing another hymn. Yep. Sorry, band. Uh, lay hands on no man suddenly. We're going to sing, He Will Hold Me Fast... Last verse says, for my life he bled and died, Christ will hold me fast. Justice has been satisfied. He will hold me fast. Raised with him to endless life, he will hold me fast till our faith is turned to sight when he comes at last. We'll stand together and sing, um, he will hold me fast.
take your seats. Thank you. I'm now going to hand over to Norman just to bring a short epilogue to us, um, part of this service. Um, Norman's an elder here, married to Joanne, and uh, has a, a daughter, Jane, who's married over in England. So, Norman, the next few moments are yours. Okay, thank you. Good morning. Um, can I say at the outset, I class it a, a real privilege to share this short devotional this morning. I've worked alongside Duncan and with Johnny both uh, over this past years. And I'm delighted this morning for Johnny, Lauren, and baby James, and for Duncan, Ashley, Elliot, and my Talia. If I could take a few seconds just to read from Matthew 7, uh, verses 24 to 29. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell, and great was the fall of it. And when Jesus finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching, for he was teaching them as one who had authority and not as their scribes. One of the great masterpieces of human engineering is the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. Some of you may have already been there, and it's the considered opinion of many architects and engineers and mathematicians. Uh, one scientist, Earl Palmer, wrote a book, The Enormous Exception, in which he wrote, it is built to sway up and down 10 feet and from side to side 22 feet at the center of its one-mile suspension span. The secret to its durability is its flexibility that enables this sway, but that is not all. By design, every part of the bridge, its concrete roadway, its steel railings, its cross beams, is inevitably related from one wild or welded joint to the other up through the vast cable system to two great towers and two great land anchors. The towers bear most of the weight and they are deeply embedded into the rock foundation beneath the sea. In other words, the bridge is totally preoccupied with its foundation. So when it comes to Christian families, we also need strong foundations. God created the family. His design was for man and woman to marry for life and to raise children and to honor him. Children are a gift from God, and he cares about how they're raised. When God gives us gifts, he also gives clear instructions about how we should use them. And when God led the Israelites out of bondage, he commanded them to teach their children all he had done for them. He desired that the generations to come would continue to uphold all his commands. When one generation fails to instill the laws in the next, a society quickly declines. Parents not only have a responsibility to their children, but also an assignment from God to impart his values and truths into their lives. And as a church, part of our DNA, so to speak, is to guide and pray for one another. And this dedication service is one part of just doing that. Just like a Christian wedding ceremony, child dedications are much more than just a nice event. 
they're an initiation of a covenant relationship. And at the outset, I think it's important to point out that this child dedication is a public testimony by those couples acknowledging that their children, James, Elliot, and Talia, are precious gifts from God, and as such, they have a responsibility to instruct them in the Word of God, to guide them in Christian living, and to encourage them, and in time to seek their own personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. They are, both, or they are also blessed to have parents who both love Jesus and have that personal relationship with him. And when we look around us today, we live in a culture where children, where families and faith itself is constantly under attack. And we must embrace these milestone moments to try and dedicate ourselves and our children to the Lord. The futures of our families, the future of the church and the wider church depend on it. And the Bible has much to say about how parents ought to treat their children and lead their homes. Much of it can be found in the book of Proverbs, along with many other things. So I'm going to share a few verses and guidelines that we might consider. So strong Christian family foundations can be established by, number one, parents who lead the way. In Proverbs 20 and 7, we read, The righteous who walks in his integrity, blessed are the children after him. And you might ask, what does this look like in the family setting? Well, the parents lead by loving Jesus. The biggest blessing that you can give your kids is that you live a life of integrity before God. You can't pass on what you don't possess, and you certainly can't cultivate in them what hasn't yet captivated you. Parenting, parenting with integrity doesn't always mean perfection. The words righteous and integrity that's mentioned in Proverbs 20 and verse 7 doesn't mean perfection, and I know some parents may struggle with this as a concept, but rather someone who is trusting in God and following God. As Christians, we know that our righteousness comes from Christ by trusting in his death on a cross. He took our sins on the cross by his death, and he rose again offering each of us forgiveness and righteousness as a free gift as well as eternal life with God. And by faith in Jesus, we are forgiven, we are reconciled to God and made right or justified. We receive the Holy Spirit to dwell in us and help us to live righteously, not perfectly, growing in grace more and more to be like Jesus. So to walk in integrity, like Proverbs 20 and verse 7 says, doesn't mean we're perfect, but rather we're aware of how imperfect we really are. Instead of hiding and shielding our imperfections and our sins, we confess them and bring them into the light and repent of them. And when parents lead, children are undoubtedly blessed by it. And a secure, intimate relationship with Jesus is the most important commitment we have as parents. This is, uh, at least means spending daily time with Jesus, worshiping Him, praying, and reading God's Word. This will bless our children by strengthening us to love them well and lead them to what matters most. It will also bless our children by showing them what authentic faith in Jesus looks like in our daily lives. Someone has actually coined the phrase, some of life's best lessons are caught, not taught. Don't just teach them, show them. If you want your kids to have a vision for living their lives for Jesus, let them catch it by watching you. And then strong Christian family foundations can also be established as a result of parents who train up in the way. Proverbs 22 and 6 reads, Train up a child in the way he should go, even when he is old, he will not depart from it. And going to church, whilst it's crucially important to our 
spiritual health and training up our children? What happens if the other six days of the week aren't soaked in the things of God? And that's certainly not the way anyone should go. The way all throughout the Old Testament and the book of Proverbs as well is to love God, the Lord your God, with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength, and to trust in the Lord with all your heart and acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will make your path straight. There are many books on parenting, both Christian and secular, but here are some ways that can be used to worship and to look after your family. Family worship. Jonathan Edwards was a, an 18th century pastor and theologian. He said that every family uh, or every Christian family ought to be, as it were, a little church. And what he meant by that is that parents are like many pastors in their own homes. They're the many pastors of their families, loving and leading their families towards spiritual growth. We are called to make disciples in our own homes. And sowing seeds, Charles Spurgeon once said, as we sow, we reap. Let us from the beginning mingle the name of Jesus with our ABCs. Even from early childhood, sow those seeds of the gospel into the hearts of your child by mingling uh, the name of Jesus in all that you do, weaving the things of God into your family rhythms. And it's not suggested that this is a case of piously quoting verses at various times, but the case where you weave the principles and the truths of Scripture into everyday life. Train your children up to love the Lord and to rest in His grace, all in the context of a loving relationship where you support, encourage, you play with your kids and develop a family system for them. And then discipline. Ephesians 6 and 4 says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. To bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord means that parents should train their way uh, that God trains each of us. As a father, God is slow to anger. He is patient. He's forgiving. His discipline is designed to bring us to repentance. And his instruction is found in his word. And he desires that parents fill their homes with his truth. And great learning in this verse when we apply it is intended. And we will have those strong Christian family foundations um, family that can help to establish a legacy going forward. In 1936, the King of England died and his eldest son assumed the throne, becoming Edward VIII. King Edward stunned the nation when he formally abdicated the throne, and with it, many of the benefits that come with it. The phrasing of the official decree ended as follows. I, Edward VIII, renounce the throne for myself and my descendants. So with one stroke of a pen, he not only sealed his own fate, but the fate of his children and his family and family for generations to come. And I guess that as parents, we also occupy a throne in the sense that God has given us that position of authority in the lives of our children. And it's crucial that we don't renounce that position. The result of living our lives before children and leading up as Christian parents will be a rich legacy upon which they can build. And this isn't the legacy that gets read out in the solicitor's office, but one where we all have the joy of seeing the legacy before us, before our own eyes. And this is an intangible legacy, but yet vastly more valuable than any estate left in a will. Strong family foundations can also be supported by family uh, and by church. 
And this service here today, as we can see, is an opportunity for family and friends, as well as the wider church family, to acknowledge publicly their support in fulfilling these aims. It's both a celebration and a promise. It's family members standing up and saying, if you need some help in a week or two, please let us know. You're not alone. Your baby or babies may have an uncle or aunt who will always give good, sage advice. And then there's maybe grandparents who will whisper words of encouragement. And it's collectively saying, we've got your back. But today it also reminds us, the Crescent Church family, of our calling as an extended family. Scripture teaches that the church is our spiritual family and following Jesus is costly. Parenting can be hard work and God gives us an extended spiritual family who can help carry that load. The church can and will love and will support families in this good work of raising up the next generation. And with that in mind, I would ask that as a church, we commit today to helping and encouraging these families. And although Deuteronomy 6 makes it clear that the duty of teaching children belongs to the parents, we in, in Crescent, both collectively and individually, have a part to play. And through our various child and youth ministries, we would hope to nurture, to cherish, and to teach and to train these children as they grow older. And we may have to watch Elliot and Talia grow up from a distance, but we still have an important role to play in their lives practically, prayerfully, in our support, both corporately and individually. Johnny and Lauren, Duncan and Ashley, we pray and we have every confidence that you will continue with God's help to provide your children with a Christian home where the Lord is central, where love and peace are always visible, and where you raise your children in the truth of our Lord's instruction and discipline. And that you would pray with them daily, seizing those teachable moments that invariably arise throughout their lives, sometimes at the least expected times. But at the same time, these can often be the most opportune moments, as well as encourage them uh, one day to trust Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And as I close, let's face it, none of us do, or indeed, have ever done parenting perfectly. We've all succeeded and we've all failed in varying degrees. And ultimately, the only perfect uh, parent is our Heavenly Father, who lavishes His grace upon us and has committed Himself to walking with us through all the joys and the pains of parenting. And my advice to all parents is please take hope. And as you do that, Always look to him as you carry out your parental duties. Always trusting in Jesus as you do this, knowing that he has paid for every sin and promised to be with us always. Jesus redeems every sin, every angry outburst, every frustration, every painful moment, every moment we regret. Uh, remember that he has paid for it and is no longer counted against us. There is no more condemnation. And remind you to walk uh, by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us as our comforter and as our counselor and who will bear us fruit in our lives. Remember always, with God's help, you can do this. Perhaps, and I know from personal experience, it won't always be done perfectly, but always try to do it faithfully. Thank you. Okay, I'll just close in prayer.
Our Heavenly Father, we come before you. Uh, we just want to thank you for these families that have been before us this morning. We thank you for the children. We thank you for Elliot, for Talia, for James. We thank you for Johnny and Lauren. We thank you for Duncan and Ashley. And we thank you for this opportunity just as a, a family and as also a church family to, to be together in this way. And we, we just pray, Father, as these children grow up that we will continue to encourage, support them and be with them. We pray for Duncan and Ashley and Talia and Elliot as they head off in the next few weeks. We pray that you be with them, that you would uh, just protect them uh, and give them opportunities to share your gospel message uh, further afield. So, Father, we just thank you for this opportunity this morning to be here and to uh, just to dedicate these children uh, in this way. Our Father, we also then look to our, our service this evening. We pray that you be with Danny as he opens the book of Exodus. Pray that you be with him and that you would uh, speak through him. So, Father, we just pray that we can continue to uh, have fellowship together this morning after the service uh, and pray that you will be in all that we say and all that we do, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Norman, uh, for that. Thank you for encouraging us as... Uh, parents, how we can um, rely upon God to help and guide us. We're all very much a work in progress, aren't we? And we fail often, but God is good and gracious and very uh, kind towards us. We're going to finish very aptly with um, Jesus, all for Jesus. Um, the second verse says, all of my ambitions, hopes, and plans, I surrender these into your hands, for it's only in your will that I am free. That'd be a great, good theme tune for us all to leave this morning after what's been a great time together just to spend time with the children, time around God's Word, and time praising Him. All of my ambitions, hopes, and plans, I surrender these into your hands. Thank you for coming this morning. I hope you've enjoyed being here. I hope you've felt welcomed and blessed by being here. There's tea and coffee down in the cafe, and it's friends and family first, okay? Okay. We're all brothers and sisters in the Lord, really, so we're all family. <laughs> but, uh, friends and family first, down to the cafe, out the door to my right, and down the stairs. Please stay for a cup of tea and a, and a chat. That'd be great. And we get to hold the babies and stuff, okay? So we'll stand together and sing Jesus, all for Jesus. Thank you. Thank you.